You are listening to The Pause Podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. How was your weekend, Ben? It was good. It was good, but intense, right? Yes. How was yours? It was the same. (laughs) It's a lot to catch up on, but we're going to keep focused on the task at hand because otherwise we could digress. And uh, maybe we could keep them for the outtakes, for the uh, Patreons, for the Patreons of the (laughs) podcast to hear the musings that Ben and I have. They, they, they They go deep. Yeah, the uncut stuff is, uh, there's a lot of uncut material here. There's a lot of uncut material, musical or material. cut material, ra- rather. Right. We're keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Keep it. So coming out of Pesach, we're entering into the Omer period. We're counting the days. What an unbelievable lesson to our lives as we approach the time of giving the Torah. Every day with its unique sphera, the value of time the unique practice of our daily moments, making the days count, making the ties on this planet matter. And so once again, reminding ourselves how our spiritual life is informed by our mindfulness practice and vice versa. And for all of us, for the Jewish spiritual warriors, we cannot have one without the other. Also, gentle reminder, you are always in Right? Am I in? Are you still in? Oh, I'm out. In what? You're always in. Bracha or not, you're always in. This is going over my head. It's okay. You still in? I'm in. You're always in. So before we jump in, we'd like to highlight how much of our audience participation plays a role in the program and in our lives. We love hearing from you and your feedback is especially valuable to us. And we love to share some of the notes we get from you as a community, as part of our Dibuk Chaverim, which is so critical for this practice. And here's a note from Chedva Shulamit. Hey, Dr. Benji, I joined your pause podcast, and I have to tell you, it completely gave me the mindset and tools I needed to have a positive Chag. I just continued to give compassion to those around me and myself. And I ended up having only gratitude during the Chag, even when frustrations inevitably came up. They didn't overcome me. Instead, compassion has overcome my days, even after the Yontif. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. It is a total mind shift. Wow. Wow, right? And that's the point. The whole point is to not just do the practice. The practice is supposed to give you the tools in the moment and then let it reverberate for long after. So thank you so much for this note, Cheva. And if you haven't joined our WhatsApp group, do not fret. We just opened up another one. Yep, over 1,000 people are committing to pausing to their mental wellness and to their transformation. And uh, we're building this community together. So continue to spread the word. And please keep sharing with us. We promise to do our best to respond to everyone. 
on Instagram, WhatsApp, email. We're still working on the swag, but stay tuned. There are a few of you who have reached out to collab with us, and we are going to manifest. The goal is soul. Are we good for housekeeping, Ben? I think that's it, yeah. I'm gonna so here we go. Today's This Moment's podcast. And it's called, we're calling this one, From My Body I Shall See. And this is taken from a Pasuk in Eov. The Pasuk in Eov, which says, From my flesh I perceive God. Which means that godliness can be understood not just from one's soul, but from our own bodies. So what comes up for you when I say that? That godliness can be understood not just from one's soul, but from one's own body. And on our path to transformation, one of the common themes that we keep coming back to is how much we spend a huge amount of our mental and psychic energy engaged in being anywhere but here. And psychic energy, what I mean when I say psychic energy, Ben, is the force driving and sustaining mental activity. We want to be mindful of where we are using and allocating and spending that psychic energy and who we are using it on and for. And as much as we're Back to the Future fans here, pause, you like Back to the Future? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. I'm a, I'm a millennial, so, you know, it's it's, 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 it's good, fine. but it's we're, not, I'm it's not, not gonna, Gen X. I'm not like asking it. you any more questions that's going to age me, but we are back to the future fans here at Pause, and as much as we love that, we're all engaging in this sort of time travel where we're worrying about the future or ruminating about the past and not actually awake in our own senses. And yet everything or... Almost everything that we value, when we really get down to it, feeling love, gratitude, feelings of awe, presence, in order to do that, we have to be in our bodies. It has to be embodied, which is feeling at home in our bodies. And with this realization that we have to be present in our bodies. We're able to see how everything else arises out of our capacity to really be at home, to really be awake in this living body. And once we're able to do that, we're going to have everything we need to live with presence. And what I mean by this realization is simply waking up, which is everything. All that we're trying to do. And the body, much like the breath, can be found in the here and now, can only be found in the here and now. Our bodies can be both the best vehicle for always bringing ourselves back to the present moment on the one hand, and on the other hand, how holiness expresses itself in the world. We, the royal we, we're the fusion of the physical and the spirit. The goal is soul people. It is what is the wonder of our existence, where soul meets body. And the masters of Kabbalah, Kabbalah, 
stress that the greatest spiritual achievement is not done by transcending the body, but rather by joining body and spirit together, creating Yehudim, which is something that we're all tasked to do. Mafli la'asos. And so if the goal is to create these Yehudim, to create these unions, to embody this fusion, well, that would mean that we're tasked to recalibrate our relationship with the body, about which there's so much shame, there's so much fear, and start to, to begin to see it as the most practical place for spiritual work. So just uh, throwing this out to the audience there, is everybody out there happy with their body? Probably not. Probably not, right? I'm getting some mixed signals from our live audience. And just want to appreciate all the people who came out to uh, support us here. You, you can't see them, but uh, the live studio audience really enhances. So we appreciate we appreciate you guys and gals. The Medrash in Bracious Rabbah writes that, The king of kings counts every limb in your body, the king of limbs, and puts it in its proper place and builds you to perfection. As it says, is he not your father who created you, the one who fashioned and established you? And while there are 70 faces, Shivan Panim facets to understanding the Torah, here at Paws headquarters, we've chosen to emphasize those aspects of Jewish wisdom that treat the body as a sacred site for contemplative wisdom, for contemplative practice, and not merely a tool for the practice of repression, for subjugation. And here we have one of the Baal Shem Tov's teachings, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. And this is from the Yom Yom of the 28th day of Shvat. And you could check me up on this, Rav Ari Mirzaf. And the Pasuk says, Ki chamor sonacha, rovet tachat masao, v'chadalta me'azovlo azov tazovimo. When you see a chamor, a donkey, and what the Baal Shem Tov explains is when you examine your chomer, your materiality, your body, you will see sonacha, your enemy, meaning that your body is at odds with your divine soul that longs for godliness and the spiritual. And you'll see that there's enmity here. There's animosity. There's disdain. There's internal hatred or self-hatred, as you might put it. There's real aversion here. It's lying under its burden. The body is feeling the, the, the burden of the Torah, of the mitzvot, but the body, it's, it struggles to fulfill them. And it may occur to you, how do we respond to this? And here again is this internal struggle. You shall refrain from helping it. Don't get involved with the body to enable your soul to fulfill its mission. Instead, you should follow this path of mortification. You should mortify the flesh. You should break it down. You should remove yourself from your body's crass materiality. But the Pasuk continues, and the understanding of the Baal Shem Tomah this is not the approach where the light of Torah resides. Rather, what's our approach? What's the pause approach? You must aid it, azov to azovimo. Purify the body. Refine it. Do not break it by mortification, 
partner with it. This is the light of Mashiach. This is the real Mashiach energy. Are we getting Modi on? I just heard about this. Right? <laughs> Mashiach energy. Oh, this is the real Mashiach energy. And I know one of his joke writers, and big love to Rav Gav Bellino and the Sixth Street Heartache Band. It used to be that <laughs> the soul was at odds with the body, or we believed that the soul to be in a struggle with the body until one conquered the other by force. It was a zero-sum game. And then comes one of our heroes, H-E-R-E-O's, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, and teaches a new path. The body, too, can appreciate and be a part of all the things that the soul desires. And more radically, the soul needs the body, needs the body to be able to properly fulfill its role. The soul needs the body to properly fulfill its role. And so in place of self-affliction, mortification, fasting, the Baal Shem Tov showed his chassidim and all of us the way of meditation and joy. Every need of the body, he taught, provides a channel to carry the soul higher. So these messages from the body, when properly attenuated, become the jumping off points to connect with our soul and divinity. So every physical activity, every physical activity becomes the meeting ground for our spiritual work. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbeinu in the Kutubaran teaches, show great compassion for your body. Show great compassion for your body. Help it delight in the spiritual insights and perceptions which the soul perceives. Your soul is always seeing and comprehending very exalted things, but the body, the body knows nothing of this. Have compassion for the flesh of your body. And then the soul will be able to inform it of all that she is always seeing and comprehending. Have compassion for the flesh of your body. What a remarkable shift to how we usually relate to our physical side. So there's this fundamental need to not just see the body as a necessary evil, but as a critical component to spiritual and emotional health. Check in right now as I'm speaking whether there's a sense of inhabiting your body right now. Do you feel like you own a body, that it's something that's just in the way? Or can you feel your hands and feel into the aliveness inside your hands? So you might pause and just check for a moment, perhaps even closing your eyes and just sensing, how awake are you right now in your body? How awake are you right now in your body? Can you feel the sensations in your feet? And can you feel your arms and the legs? What would happen if you soften a tense muscle? The shoulders, perhaps. The lower back. Ah. Can you feel more movement, more flow, more aliveness when you do that? And as we know, any exposure to mindfulness, to meditation, even the slightest bit of pausing shows us that there's a challenge of staying right here. So see if you could stay right here for a bit longer.
Just stay for a bit. Feeling the hands, the feet, the aliveness in the body. And here's the question for my teachers. What's between me and being at home in my body in this moment? Just ask yourself that. What is between you and really being at home in your body in this very moment? And if you're newer to this, you might find that you just can't feel sensations. We're so habituated to being disassociated that it's very hard to feel much aliveness unless you're unless you're really feeling some sort of physical pain or something targeted like exercise, jogging, etc. So perhaps you're not feeling sensations at all. Or or you might find that you get in touch. But as soon as you realize it, well, you've already left. And the question always is, can you stay a little bit longer? For some of you may find you get in touch, but then there's this immediate sense of judging something. And for others, you might feel like as you go into your body, you get flooded by something that is really difficult and you really get stuck and overwhelmed. So even the novelty of this exercise of feeling into your body can seem jarring. And... You might experiment as you're reflecting, as we reflect together, coming back again and again and again, just as you would with the breath. And when we do this, what my teachers have explained to me is that this attention, what we are all uncovering, what we're doing right now is entering into the desert, going into the wilderness. And how appropriate is that as we head into the the Sinai desert from our exodus from Egypt, as we prepare ourselves to accept the Torah, we're heading into the wilderness. And all of the moments that we are choosing to stay with, rather than distracting or numbing ourselves, we begin to enter into a world that is out of control. And what I mean by that is that we're not attempting to control it. We're not controlling it. We're just living fully with the aliveness of what is. That's wild. That's the desert. And can we take that lesson as we head out into the desert to accept the Torah? And what you will find is that the body, the body is always living. The body is fully dwelling and rests in the present moment, the Shekhinah. And of course, let's contrast that to what's going on in our minds. Because guess where your mind is? Anywhere. Anywhere but the present moment. And we know if this moment, which is pretty good, was so grand, we'd have no trouble with being with it. But the more attention we bring to this unpleasant truth, i.e. it's often uncomfortable or we're often seeking something different in the present moment, the more the need is highlighted to bring ourselves back to where we actually truly are. And yet, we are so habituated and used to being in this mental control tower. Our default habit of being, hashtag, is ironically the doing mode. 
Our default habit of being is in the doing mode, so we leave the now. We disassociate. We go towards the manufactured, false sense of security, which is living in a mental realm. And this illusory effect of control. We're safe in our ivory tower of thoughts because we've given ourselves this perceived illusion of control. And again, the highlight is on the word perceived because it's just not the case. But of course, our minds would rather be somewhere that we can control because when we're in the present moment, when we're fully present in our body, guess who's out of a job? The doing self, right? Check it out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Never take my word for it. Trust your experience. And if you really want to open up to what's happening right now here in the body, so then you won't be guided by the doing narrative. You're no longer going to be imprisoned or led by or guided by the theoretical and hypothetical because you're fully present with whatever is here right now. And here's the pause point, which we should start making into flashcards. The body lives in the present moment. The mind does not. Getting back to the body brings you back to the present. The body lives in the present moment. The mind does not. Man. Word. And this is reminiscent for me of how one of my teachers, um, when I was on retreat and I mentioned there's something causing me distress and he just responded. He told me to bring my full attention to what's happening right now. And then tell me what your problem is. Bring your full attention to what's happening right now and then tell me what your problem is. And here was the astonishing realization. In the now, there's rarely anything objectively wrong at all. That doesn't mean that everything is great. Even if there is a physical, even if there is a physical or an emotional pain present, the actual sensations are much less painful than the story of the pain or the wish that it wasn't there. So what is unsatisfactory, really, about what's happening right now? What's between me and what's between you and really being at home in my body, in our bodies, in this moment? Ah. Any questions before we shift to the practice? Larry wants to know if the Birchas HaShachar can be used as a meditative device for being aware in the body. Can the Birchas HaShachar that we say in the morning be used as a meditative device for being aware of the body? What do you mean? Oh, okay. Yes. I love that. Opening your eyes, standing up straight. Yes, most definitely. If that is your practice, bring that awareness to the body as you make the brachos. That's a great point, Larry. Kudos. All right, anybody want to give this a try this week and report back and see how it goes? Reach out Instagram, WhatsApp, or my email. So we're going to stop here for today. And of course, as we typically do, we will end with a brief meditation. And please. Don't just listen to this once. Do it. Practice it. Make the time. So here goes. 
Finding a sitting position that allows you to be alert with your spine straight, but not too stiff and also relaxed. Closing your eyes and establishing a simple sense of presence. Now allowing your awareness to scan through your body and wherever possible, softening and releasing obvious areas of physical tension. You might take a few very full breaths and then allow your breath to be natural. Bringing your attention to where you most easily detect the breath or perhaps where it feels most pleasurable. Letting this place of experience of the breath be your home base an anchor to the present moment, noticing this breath right here. If the breath is not a good home base for you, you might instead anchor your attention in the sensations in your hands or the sensations of your whole body sitting here. And now with a relaxed, interested attention, discovering what the sensations of the breath or your chosen anchor feel like moment to moment. Where is your attention now? Each time you notice that your mind has wandered off is a moment of mindfulness. Gently bring your attention back to the inflow and outflow of the breath or your chosen anchor, offering a relaxed, wakeful presence. And now scanning your body and noticing if any particular sensations are strong and calling for your attention. If so, just allow the breath or your home base to recede to the background and shift your attention to the sensations in an interested, kind, mindful way and what do they feel like what do they feel like and you might be aware of heat coolness perhaps tingling aching twisting stabbing vibrating but continuing with a soft open awareness feeling the sensations as they are, noticing. Are they pleasant or unpleasant? And as you fully attend to them, 
Do they become more intense? Stay the same or dissipate? As best you can, notice how they change. When the sensations are no longer a strong experience, returning to the mindfulness of breathing or whatever your chosen anchor was. And if you find it difficult to stay with the strong sensations, you might try to breathe with them, letting the breath help you find some balance and openness in the midst. It can also be helpful to name the sensations, seeing if there is a word that describes your experience tightness, ache, heat, pressure, pain. There's no need to strain or run through some sort of mental thesaurus to find the right word. Just notice whatever word arises in awareness and mentally repeat it to yourself in a soft tone, letting the naming be soft in the background. Let that be 5% of your attention with 95% on the actual felt experience. And you might ask yourself, what is happening inside me right now? Noticing any sensations that are predominant and then ask, can I be with this? Can I Simply be with this, directly feeling the flow of sensation, subtle or strong, allowing life to be just as it is. And now returning to your home base, the breath or anchor of particular sensations offering calm, steady attention. And if during this last minute or so there are strong sensations calling your attention, once again letting your primary anchor recede, bringing a full attention again to what's arising, naming what you notice, fully offering your presence. And if nothing strong is calling your attention, simply continuing to rest with your home base, relaxed and alert. Sensing the breath in the foreground, still aware of the field of sensations in the background. You are learning to be centered, balanced and present for the breath and the living world of sensation wisely aware of this ever-changing life. For every mouth shall offer thanks to you, every tongue shall vow allegiance to you, every knee shall bend to you, every straight spine shall prostrate itself before you. All hearts 
shall fear you, and all our innermost feelings and thoughts shall sing praises to your name. As it is written, all my bones shall say, Hashem who is like you. From my body, I will see God. Thank you so much for pausing with us today. Gentle reminder to please subscribe, leave reviews, preferably the five-star version. Reach out, be in contact with us. This is a joint activity. This is a community of soul warriors. And the goal is body and soul. Let's pause together again real soon. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And of course, to see more content from Pause, you can sign up for our WhatsApp status. Hit the link in the description where we post content every day throughout the day content from Dr. Epstein and others. Thank you for listening.